can we circle back to this band list or is that taboo to talk about because I didn't even know I was on a band list uh, so we just get casual conversation we, 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 can, we can probably catch up at, off air on that okay, one okay okay are we scared of them because I'm a thug I'm a man I'm mad that I didn't know I was on the band list <laughs> If I end up you on retweeted it. Yeah. It's for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> shit. I got banned from Kroger's on 71st and George, and I, I wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> Wait, what'd you do with the Kroger? <sighs> this was some years ago. And I still, I still go. Now. I'm meeting brunch with my people though. The homie Dyke just cooked up a feast and we bout to eat it, bro. Fucked around and has to miss the lobster with the poutine. Daddy is rolling blow dream. Them boys got down a routine. It's nap town culture. Cooking seven courses. Had to pass the torch and now I'm grabbing second portion. So sit back, relax, grab a drink and a smoke. It's all the brunch on the way and get prepared for the jokes. Whoa. Hey. Hi. Hi, and welcome to the Harder Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. And with me, as always, no co host today. What? No Thaddeus J. McKee. Slappy Pappy. Unfortunately, it's just me and you, Zach. Yeah, Slappy Pappy, not here. (laughs) On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last book dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan, everybody. Hey there. Two very special returning champions with us in studio. Two of the most dynamic women in Indianapolis. Oh, well. Heather Brogdon and comedian Gwendolyn Sunkel. Welcome to the show. Government name. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I definitely saw a co-host in that chair. Oh, well, my dog was there for a second. He's he's the code host. It was good. He used to be, he was the original producer of the show, actually. Oh, I remember that. He would produce Barks and um, just be very loud. I went back and listened to an old episode and I forgot how much dog barking there was as part of the, the program. toenails on the hardwood floor. Yes, yeah. a lot of clicking, a lot of <laughs> barking. I remember... Tag jingling. The first time we had um, Brent Terhune in studio, uh, I, I made him, I asked him to pick up the dog toy or something and Chris was like, this is the biggest comedian you ever had on the show you're making him pick up your dog's toys? <laughs> Yeah, on the show, like on air today. <laughs> hey, can you? That's probably covered in drool. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, where you guys are back here to talk about something very exciting. Yes. Which is Middle Ground Comedy Festival. Oh. Yeah, it is. What, what? Tell me all about it. What's going on? Well, Middle Ground Comedy Festival uh, is a comedy festival coming to Indianapolis uh, April 27th through 30th. Uh, the event's going to be at Black Circle Brewing, um, and we're going to have shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to have some shows, and we got a tent for outside, so weather, you know, not uh, not going to be a problem. And we're bringing in some uh, some real heavy hitter comics. Um, we've got Sam Talent headlining on Friday night. Love Sam Talent, Love Sammy oh. T. Yes, um, you've heard him on WTF with Mark Marin, and he's got uh, the book uh, Running the Light, very popular. Yeah. Um, and then Mandy McKelvey is kicking things, the festival off. We love, yeah. we love her. Uh, Dwight Simmons will be there as well. Never heard of him. Um, <laughs> I think he's been a guest on this podcast. Oh, no, Dwight's great. I just, I just went, uh, to Dayton with him for a weekend. He's wonderful. Oh yeah. Very, very exciting. He's a good guy. Good guy. 
Um, let's see, we got Stuart Huff coming through. Stuart, the Stuart Huff, the one and only Stuart Huff. Modern you know, day I'm a Mark big fan. Twain. I'm I, very excited. I know what a huge Stuart Huff fan you're. Yeah. Huff head for life, Huffhead. right here. Huff maniac. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, Brandy Posey closing us out on Sunday night. It's going to be incredible. That's exciting, and uh, I mean, those are all just amazing comics, amazing talents. Uh, Black Circle is such a cool venue uh, with the outdoor space. Yeah. And they're so like friendly to come. I feel like that's such a big deal, like being comic friendly and getting into business with people that you want to work with, work with, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They've been um, fantastic to work with. Uh, is Cody okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dog may be dying under the table. I'm glad we unplugged that fridge so we didn't have any loud interruptions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they, they are always a delight to work with and they have like such a professional sound setup and everything. And it's just, it really is like a turnkey operation from a comedy standpoint. Mm, you know, there's, yeah. there's obviously a lot of logistics going in on the back end, but when we like walk in the door, they take care of everything. It's ready else. to go. Yeah. The foundation's already there. Yeah. And so Gwen, you're, uh, a, 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 one of the best comedians in the city. Well known. I don't think anything about that. That's true. Um, uh, Heather, what is, what is your role in this as a, as a non-comic, but entrepreneur, what is your role in the middle ground comedy festival? How would we put some words on that? I don't know. I think it's just been kind of coming alongside. I really enjoy kind of the business side of things, understanding the structure. I'm new to a lot of the space. So it's been an incredible learning opportunity for me and just fun, just really fucking fun. So that's been wonderful. And then, you know, I've got a space in Fountain Square. So just offering up some four walls and a whiteboard um, spreadsheets and different things that we all just kind of um, helping to enhance the collaboration. Yeah, there's so much important behind the scenes work that goes on. I know that like Zach and Thad and I have been working on doing all these events and gearing mm -hmm. up bigger and better for this year. And like, I'm definitely the guy that like my natural thing is like, you know, I could show up and tell jokes or I could show up and make some food or I can show up and do a podcast. But all the behind the scenes things that you don't yeah. get to see that don't always get, you know, the most praise, like learning all of those and what goes into it and realizing like every time you scale something up, it oh. just makes it that much more difficult Adds to deal more with. Steps yeah. To the process. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. Heather's is, I feel like being modest. She's really been invaluable to the process because, um, uh, I don't know if you've ever met myself and uh, Cam O'Connor, <laughs> the other producer. Yeah. But um, if this if this was our festival, it would be like a pallet uh, <laughs> next to a bouncy castle. Yeah, you um, know, a bunch of comics working together, is like yeah. like herding loose cats. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So Heather really has brought like um, a, a organizational and business legitimacy to what we've got going on, um, and like we all also just keep saying to each other like. Oh my God, how much easier is this going to be next year when we've yeah. already made yeah. all the mistakes, not all of them, but you know, um, and, and we've kind of got some of that scaffolding in place and we're not like getting a brand new website yeah. and stuff like that. Um, for the very first time. So. That's what I said about the first 40 years of my life. I was like <laughs> yeah. the next 40 are going to be a breeze because yeah. I've got all the mistakes out. <laughs> And I know, I know what not to do. Professional podcaster, Dyke Michaels, yeah. <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> laughing all the way to the grave. <laughs> and luckily I love chasing cats. So yeah. I think oh, that's kind well. of been, um, it's been really fun in a lot of ways for me. It's like, you know, with my business, we're really scaling and you know, that 
has a different weight to it because it's that, you know, pays my mortgage and it's fun and I love it. But also being able to kind of like, I don't know, like have different spaces and Mm -hmm. places to like collaborate and work out some of those. You know, it's not even like doing all the things. It's just working out kinks in a way that feels like a workout and like fun and productive versus like such a painful the type of experience that business can be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Dyke and I have, you know, talked about this. It's like when something is paying your bills, like that, it'd mm-hmm. be like, I would probably hate comedy if I was relying on that solely to pay my bills. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that I can do a lot of different things. Um, to keep a roof over my head. And so comedy gets to stay fun where I'm not dependent on it for a certain outcome. They do say, if you want to suck all of the passion out of a hobby, turn it into a profession. (laughs) But I think like that whole journey of like, how do you do both? How do you like, you know, maintain fun. And then also like for me, how do I bring in more fun to that nine to five, you know, to like have a more collaborative artistic space so that we're continuing to push and innovate like for our clients and on the marketing, because it's still in creative. So I think, like I think that that's been kind of another like fun space that we've um I don't know there's been like a lot of like hey we we can do whatever we want like and we check each other we all bring like different skill sets and that's been kind of a yeah so like it is like we do get to just be like wild cats hurting each other and this is fun (laughs) well we are very excited we're very excited for the the comedy festival and harder brunch will be part of the festival we'll be doing a live podcast there on Sunday on the last day um it's going to be our first live podcast ever. Oh. So I'm very excited. So oh, riddle me this. Do you, do you have to get a ticket for the whole weekend or can you get tickets day by day or how does that work? Uh, so tickets are all day by day. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, tickets for Sunday, I believe are yeah, we got $10, $10 tickets. $10 on oh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here. Yeah, yeah. So Sunday's kind of for the people. So we, we made, you know, real real low ticket price. Everybody can come in and have a fantastic time. Nice. Um, well, I highly suggest you get tickets to the entire festival. Yes. But definitely come and see us mm-hmm. yeah, on even, Sunday. Even just the Sunday, that's three Patreons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that could really help them out. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to we're going to be talking to some uh, some comics that are on on, on the festival. We're going to be doing a, a lot of fun, like live interactive stuff. And we've been just like spitballing here. I'm very excited. Uh, I think we're going to kind of showcase some of the antics from the after brunch, you know, love it. Yeah. And kind of trot those out. So hopefully, it is a comedy festival. Yeah. So, yeah. so we thought we'd try being funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> see what that's like. Oh, interesting. We'll see <laughs> yeah. how it goes. Your first time. A broken clock. Oh. <laughs> twice a <laughs> yeah. I, and I know like I'm really bragged on like all of our headliners, but the caliber of people that apply mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. festival is just I'm over the moon about it. I mean, how many we, submissions do we end up getting uh, like 200 yeah. Um, yeah. and like, you know, people who have had late night spots, people who, you know, have been shortlisted for JFL, you know, just people with some really impressive credits and um, and stuff are coming to this festival, not to headline, you know, so mm. come see them now before they're incredibly big. Yeah. And, and we have we start having to have to pay them to come instead of them just wanting to do it out of the kindness of their hearts. Well, and I think that this is a really cool thing for the city too, like Indianapolis, <laughs> like I feel like we and we've talked about it on here before, but I feel like Indianapolis gets a bad comedy rap sometimes for being like, yeah. I don't know. Mainly from comedians. So I don't, I yes. don't know if we don't Indiana's have. got a lot of bad PR issues yeah. at So we're, we're, and, and the thing that I like about uh, both of you is that you're both uh, collaborative types uh, yeah. of artists and you want to bring up cool stuff in the city. 
Um, so I, I, yeah, I just think it's great for Indianapolis and I'm very excited to be a part of it. I'm very excited to help promote it. Oh, I'm so very excited, excited to, to watch, uh, peripherally of the, uh, growing of it and, and watching how, you know, taking notes, I'll let you guys make mistakes <laughs> and then I'll try to do something. To We're making no one will ever stuff. know that shit's internal. <laughs> <laughs> see the light of day. No, <laughs> but uh, that's so what would you say? Because you, uh, you're a comedian who's done some festivals. Yeah, lots. Would you yeah. say lots of festivals? I wouldn't say lots. I've done some festivals. some some festivals. <laughs> yes. uh, what would you say that uh, you want the takeaway to be to set yourself uh, apart from other comedy festivals oh. that someone may have gone to before? Interesting. Interesting. Um, I. I want people to walk away from this festival being like, that was so much fun mm -hmm. because to me, that's like what comedy festivals are about and what they're for is because a lot of times we only meet people, you know, for one night or we, you know, we have, you know, parasocial relationships through with, for people, for, with people like other comics on the internet, but then you get to meet them in person and you're like, Oh my God, where have you been all my life? You know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Like yeah. that, that's just how, the nature of our art form is that like the most comics you're going to have in a room at one time is like six. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity to bring, you know, 50 in together, um, to hang out and, um, we're doing some fun activities. Um, we're, go we're going to go on a tour of the Indiana uh. medical history museum, which oh, yeah. if you've never been is the coolest <laughs> museum in town. They have like brains in jars and conjoined twin skeletons yeah, and like stuff a like you find in Zach's closet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to like, and that's such a cool bonding activity. Um, last year I did the before you die festival and we went to like a, the, their animal rescue nature park. And so you get to see like bear, you know, grizzly bears. And uh, so on top, so, elk. so on top of planning this entire festival for the public, you have to plan like these side quests for the comics to keep them entertained while they're here. You don't have to, but it's just something that I, but you are doing I, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's awesome. It's hospitality. Like I think yeah. that's right? something that's also like, I think the yeah. community builds, like the community builds of the comics and, and creating that like fun space for it to be fun and yes. build relationships. But I think another thing that's been a lot of intentionality is the hospitality. Like yes. yeah. helping people out on, you know, making housing sure and just really being able to create a nice fluffy space for just a fun freaking weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. has been very important. Well, and it's, you know how it feels like on the other side of it too. Like, yes. you know, like in comedy, we've walked into rooms where we, you, they make you feel like uh, royalty. Yes. And we've walked into rooms where you feel like a burden. Yes. Know? Yeah. Like, where you're like, are you yeah. here to fix the dryer? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here to do my art. <laughs> but I was like, what do you need done on the drive? Yeah, yeah. Does that pay extra? That, uh, what's, what's your budget on that? Oh, it's higher than the comedy budget. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> who, who books that dryer gig? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Heather. Add on services. <laughs> Heather is learning um, how grossly underpaid comedians are. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is. And that is like one of my, like, I always say I'm like a big mouth bash. I just. Whoa. Like artist pay and advocacy is something I'm like, oh, I can get obnoxious about real fast because it just get excited. And like, 
Give us more money. Yeah. People with money aren't doing a very good job with a give it with people with taste. <laughs> Let's try well, to do something. <laughs> and and really and truly, like the investment that the arts community like or you know brings to the city of Indianapolis and the you know the amount of like tourism and just just that vibe, that hospitality. Creating, yeah, like, creating yeah. culture and spaces that the arts community brings, that it's like, oh, well, because it's presented to the public for free, like you should do it for free, kind of. Um, I don't know is how I feel about public art sometimes, but, um, uh, so I, I'm, um, always excited to, to work with somebody who's like artists should get paid for what they do appropriately. I also think that like, uh, going, going back to, um, getting in, buying into these comics, like, you know, right mm-hmm. before they blow up, I feel like, I feel like we have a very, uh, adventurous audience. I think if you like us, yeah. you like adventurous food, you like taking a risk, seeing what happens, you like surprises. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, if you're even like a passive comedy fan, uh, I highly suggest checking these, uh, f- this festival out and, you know, festivals in general, um, but especially this one, because there's going to be so many different types of comedians that you get to, that you get exposed to yeah. that there's really something for everyone. Absolutely. There's going to be all different kinds of, you know, people from different backgrounds, different takes, different stuff. You're like, you're, there's going to be something there that you're really going to latch onto that you're going to love. And I think that if more people did that, like I, like part mm-hmm. of my goal is like to push people into doing that. Like, yeah, you don't, I mean, obviously if there's a comic, you know, you love, go see them, go support them, but like support local and take, take a, take a chance. I think you will be pleasantly surprised yeah. with the level of, of comedy of some of these people that you may or may not know their names. Right. No, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And, uh, they, uh, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but, Quinn is in a full panic I think it's just that like all the thoughts bottlenecked I felt like there were maybe so many and then they were just like fighting and they just all looked together and were like you know what we're just not we're just not we're just gonna chill for a minute I remember where I was okay. going with this. We were very intentional about that um, mm-hmm. in in kind of selecting the lineup is we wanted stuff that was really different. Yeah, all um, different kinds of flannels. Yes, yeah, so many different <laughs> kinds of flannels. Um, and, um, you know, we in the kind of selection and judging process, one of the things that we kind of asked was, um, is this bringing something new or different? to the Indianapolis stage, like something we've never seen before. That was like one of the criteria for how we selected who's on the festival. So I think it's great. I'm, I'm so excited. I think, I think sometimes for us being uh, comedians, like, you know, we, we know a lot more comedians than like the average person or whatever. Sure. And so I I think you kind of forget about that trepidation that sometimes, I mean, how do you feel about it, Zach? You're like a regular person kind of. Zach, that's regulars over here. How how do do I feel about like, do you like seeing like, like checking out comics you've never seen before or? Yeah, no, I really enjoy Like I enjoy seeing like, like, I don't know. I, I get to see all, all of you guys kind of interact and everything. It's really fun to see a bunch of people that are doing the same thing when that's not the thing I'm doing. Mm. Uh, yeah. it, because like you kind of like get to see from the outside. Uh, but I mean, 
I also enjoy going to open mics. I like to see people working on something. Like, I think that's fun. Like, even if it goes mm-hmm. badly or, or whatever. So you're a masochist. That's what you're yeah. Like. yeah. I'm probably not a good sample for this because uh, I, I enjoy the things you're not supposed to enjoy. <laughs> no, so, some people are really yeah. into that process. Yeah. And like, most yeah. of them are stand up comedians. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but there's also like, I've been, I would say I'm that. Like, yeah. I really like, I, I partake in a lot of different, I'm a big consumer. This is why I demand money for artists because I love to spend it Mm. Um, and mostly on other art and shopping and, you know, sequin jackets and all the other things I don't need. But um, I love like French festival, a couple though, French festival, uh, that piece open mic. I don't know if you guys Mm -hmm. have ever been that. That's a really great one. And like, I do, I feel like there is a nice vibe on some of that. What's the process and where you're getting in different stages of career. And like, I do, I'm a process person. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that like, you know, in that there's a lot more of the like room emotions because it's not so producer constructed. Maybe then there's like, there's more rooms to like see bravery or someone taking a, like putting themselves out there are different things yeah. that can ch- like totally change. Um, like speaking of, like go- going to that piece open mic and like how then the crowd can interact with that. And like, you know, and that's always been really positive and just consuming also live experiences. Like I, and I missed that a lot during the pandemic. Like th- I'm a theater yeah. girl. I love theater. I missed my theater a lot during that time, but like theater and comedy and music and just yeah. that kind of like, I don't know for me, anything that's kind of a live art, it's never a bad, like, yeah. you know, and I don't even have to know it. Like I pop into the jazz kitchen, we'll go to, um, chatterbox, just a lot of things. I'm like, I might not know. And I might not always be like, even if in the mood of like, Oh, I love this or that, but just being in the room, mm. like there's something too, like a human connection and a human energy of being in a room. And then, yeah, maybe a little masochism when you watch someone step in front of the mic and go, Ooh, what's this going to be like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Zach, can you pause it real quick? Yeah, I gotta pee. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss my pants. Come along, friend. We've got a long journey through the Middle West to return to the ring. A ring? What ring? The dark ring. It's not a ring. It's a circle, black circle. And there we will complete our quest at Middle Ground Comedy Festival. It's dangerous to go alone. I shall bring my wit. And you'll have my antics. <laughs> it will be precious. Join the epic journey to Middle Ground Comedy Festival, a comedy fest in the middle of the Midwest, April 27th through 30th at Black Circle Music Bar in Indianapolis, with headliners Dwight Simmons, Mandy McKelvey, Stuart Huff, Brandy Posey, and Sam Talent, and musical guests Sirius Black and Lisa Frank and the Trapper Keepers. Get tickets at eventbrite.com before they're gone like second breakfast. process. This week on the After Brunch Podcast. Resting snitch face. <laughs> you look like a tattletale. Yeah, like, oh, he's going to tell. No. A little bit. No, yeah. That's Jason. That's a. Uh, oh, well. Jason Fox yeah. definitely does Jason. have. <gasps> he has yes. resting yes. FBI face. FBI 100%. face. Yeah. Narc Wahlberg. I can't. Whoa! Dark Wahlberg. That's his vibe. I still feel. I mean, I still feel like Jason Fox is deep cover for the under the comedy scene. Like he's trying to figure yeah. out like who's selling drugs and you know who's trafficking. What if know, he's like Lord money. Michael's long lost son and he's actually like <laughs> deeply embedded? Yes. Join us at patreoncom brunch. And we're back. Uh, I switched spots because we were joined by comedian Asia Chardonnay. Welcome okay. to the program. Hey. 
What's up? Everything but these titties, girl. Everything <laughs> but these titties. <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> Period. And Asia, we are talking to uh, Heather and Gwen about um, Middle Ground Comedy Festival that's okay. going on here at the end of the month. Okay. What's, yeah. Okay. Well, what's tea? Tell me about it. Give me <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. It's April 27th through the 30th at Black Circle Brewing. Period. Yeah. Get uh-huh. those tickets on Eventbrite. Get them, y'all. Sponsored by Porch Marketing and Half Liter uh, Barbecue okay. and Beer Hall. Okay. We're very excited. Nice. Come on, plug them in. Yeah. 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 It's all happening. Get out here. I'm going to crack that. I mean, I should have did that before we Oh, no, it. you're fine. No. Yeah. yeah. You, look. Or are you opening a, a an Upland beer? No. A LaCroix. A LaCroix. A LaCroix. Whatever you want to call it. I was just trying to help plug your sponsors. Well, we appreciate it. Gwen, you are enjoying the the champagne velvet Uh, from Upland Brewery. It is the champagne velvet of beers. Um, It's, uh, I love this one. It's, you know, just, it's a good drinking beer. Champagne in a can? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's just, it's a beer, but it's called champagne velvet. Okay. It it goes down smooth. Oh, okay. It's real nice. Gotcha. Uh, And this is old recipe, 1902. Well, the brewery bought (sighs) this recipe from the original brewer. (laughs) That beer has been oh. sitting around since 1902. Yeah, I was just thinking 1902. Oh. Don't, we don't want to go back that far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. 1902. That's why there's no black people time travelers. You know, like, the furthest we go back in time is like 1998. Like, no. Hot tub time machine. Yeah. That's I'm, about I'm it. Good yeah. right here. That's fair. Uh, so Asia, you uh, you're a, a road dog. You're you're. A, I guess. Well, are you a road dog, or you're you just plant, plant, plant yourself in, because you 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 drive every Everywhere and, yes. you, and you live in a van. Yes. But you're a mansion. A mansion. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But Thank you, you are actually planted in LA. You're not yes. necessarily going all over around the country. No. So, okay. So, when I first moved in 2019, uh, that was the plan to like hit up different spots, but like LA kind of be the destination for a little while. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting to be there almost four years at all. But my vanchin broke down mm. and I got mm. stuck there. And then we had the pandemic and things were kind of like building up. Like I had a, like a momentum going right when I first got there and then it got shut down. I had only been there like eight months, got shut down and I didn't want to like, you know, punk out. I wanted to like, you know, thug it out, like yeah. give it a chance. The full yeah. scope. Cause I could have come back home, but yeah. I didn't want to do that. So I uh, thugged it out. And you didn't know how long it was going to be, too. It was like exactly. be six weeks. Nobody okay. knew. Yeah. Like, L.A. was shut down, shut yeah. down. Like yeah. There was, yeah. you know how, like, people, you know, rag on Indianapolis and we don't have shit to do. Mm-hmm. We had more things to do in Indianapolis than mm-hmm. in L.A. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> My grandma was still going to Walmart. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like. <laughs> the mask didn't get enforced until July of 2020 and then it wasn't even like enforced enforced here right. March in 2020 they was threatening to like give you tickets and lock you up oh, yeah. in LA like oh, it was wow. serious yeah. but um I, I, I thugged it out and then I was like I'm gonna just give it a fair chance and I did get the Vanchin fixed and I drove back home in 21 and I like hit up different spots like drove through San Dan, down to San Diego stayed a few days Drove to Phoenix, stayed a few days, hit up different mics, so forth mm-hmm. and so on. So I'm going to do something similar to that this year um, because I'm making my grand exit from L.A. in July. Okay. Because July oh. marks my four year. Nice. Um, so July 31st is when I plan to be out of Los Angeles, period. Where are you going? Atlanta is going to be the next destination. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I feel I feel like Atlanta's more your vibe too. I feel yeah. like it is as well. And we just gonna see. Like, um, 
Atlanta is just it checks more boxes than LA for me I was never a fan of LA but I had uh, a friend out there and you know kind of going through some things I'm trying to be a good friend and mm-hmm. shit um, so I went to ooh can I cuss yeah okay. it's too late now <laughs> I, was, I just said two motherfuckers in, <laughs> in a shit and, like can is it okay <laughs> okay um so I'm just trying to be a good friend. So that's why I kind of, you know, made a big rush to get to L.A. Because I had intentions on like taking like two or three months just mm-hmm. to get to L.A. I got there in like five days. So it changed my entire plan. But this time I'm sticking to it. So I'm leaving L.A. in July, but I don't have any plans to get to uh, Atlanta until like October. OK. Yeah. When it's cooler. Yeah. Uh, it's very know. smart. Yes. Take a nice little yeah. little break. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a vacation. Dyke, first of all, everything I do is big. So <laughs> nothing little. Everything I do is big. Uh, so yes, I will be doing a big trip, big road, whatever. I'm, I wanted to like be intentional this time, like yeah. not just yeah. be so spontaneous and just move and get up. So I'm trying to like plan different things and hopefully have some yeah, shows I'm, aligned. Nice. Yeah. And you are I, you are very funny on social media. I gotta oh, I gotta you. tell you, yeah, you. I, I love your your van tours and oh, thank uh, you. you did some some really uh, fun. Your WAP the cover, van yeah, thank you. Thank very WAP. Yeah, where where can people find and check you out on social media? I get take a peek at some of that stuff. Well, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Everything is all this body. A L L D I S B O D Y. All this body, everything. Yeah, go ahead and write that down, Zach. Get that in there. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe. Um, Instagram, all this body. Facebook, you can find me in under all this body as well. But it's Asian Chardonnay. Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But that's all this body. Yeah, everything is all this body. A L L D I S B O D Y. You know, Ebonics. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a D. Is there you go. is uh is Asia? Is that a stage name or is that your real name? Okay, that is such a loaded question. I got into an argument with a guy. He called me by my full uh, government name. No, 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 no. This podcast. <laughs> no, crazy. He was. It was semantics because he said, "What's your stage name?" Asia Chardonnay is my stage name because that's what I'm known for on stage. Mm. However, it is my legal first and middle name. Like okay. my mother and father named me Asia Chardonnay. Okay, and I have my last name, but. And so I just use it as a stage name, but yeah. technically speaking, it's, it's a great. Just it's really great. Is. Thank yeah. you. That's I remember the first. Well, the first time I saw it, I don't know. I put this first time I saw it was there was a list of people that had gotten in trouble for uh, for commenting on a, a social media post from a from a particular club, and oh. and so me and you were both on the same band list, and I was looking through. Somehow I ended up twice on it. Like my name was on there at the beginning, and then Damn. Like, uh, like at I, the I end, I got to put on a list. And uh, I was like, Asia. didn't even know. I was I like, I didn't know you at the time. I was like, Asia Chardonnay. I was like, that's not even a real name. That's obviously <laughs> someone's fake name. <laughs> it's it's a cool name now that I'm in my thirties, but it's it's a shitty name when I was yeah, six. You know what I'm saying? It's a shitty name when you yeah. six. Try doing high school with the the name Dyke. See how that goes. So is Dyke your real name? Like yeah. your first. Your so so my birth name was Michael Dyke. Shut up. And I had it, I had it legally changed to Dyke Michaels. That flows better. I yeah, it does, right? It does. Yeah. sounds better. And people can't say Mike Dyke. Yeah, yeah. right. Mike and, and Dyke. Yeah. I know you. I know that. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. There was a kid in my high school and his full name when it was like graduation was Jason Scott Teets. <laughs> yeah. So Jason, Jason got teeth. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so Jason. But then Jason yeah. Scott. I knew a girl. Teets. I think she yeah. changed her name. But her name was... Uh, 
is either dusty householder or rusty householder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> either dusty or rusty, one of the usties, but yeah. definitely. Yeah. I had a friend in high school. Uh, his name was, it was still is uh, Tracy Swallows. Is oh, his name. damn. Wow. So we, we'd always say that we were going to like start a law firm together and like, <laughs> I'm not going to say the joke out loud, but Swallows Dyke. Yeah. Yeah. Dyke Swallows. Well, we also had a we also had a friend with the last name Cox. So, oh wow! Yeah. Dyke just Swallows. Str- Cox. Yeah, we wow. just string them yeah. all together. There. And what were y'all wow. going to offer at this? Uh, nothing. <laughs> First Amendment law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free speech cases only. Can we circle back to this ban list, or is that taboo to talk about? Because I didn't even know I was on a ban list. Uh, no, just get casual conversation. We can, catch, we can probably catch up at, off air on that. Okay. Okay, okay. Are we scared of them? Because I'm a thug. I'm not an immediate danger. I'm mad that I didn't know I was on the list. If I end up on the list, it's for a reason. Yeah, shit. I got banned from Kroger's on 71st and George. I I wear that as a badge of honor. Wait, what'd you do with the Kroger? This was some years ago. And I still, I still go into this Kroger because you can't mm, ban me, man. I, I, I can walk up in this bitch. <laughs> if I can still walk in here, then I'm not banned. Yeah. Um. So I had a car and it had a bad transmission. And so my reverse used to go out. And so um, instead of like pulling into a parking spot, it was literally like the Medea movie. It really was. Oh, because... Um, Instead of like pulling into the parking spot, I like to back into the parking spot okay, so it yeah. wouldn't be so hard to back out mm-hmm. because of the reverse was going out. I was trying to back in and you know, my reverse is acting a little wonky. This lady pulled right into my parking spot. Mm. I lost my uh-oh, shit. Cause uh-oh, you seen, uh-oh. you knew I was trying to get into this parking yeah. spot. And she parked in casually. Oh, I went off. They she called the police. Uh oh. the people the manager came out and the police and the manager told me if I come back, it will be trespassing and I will go to jail. Oh. I lived on Georgetown Road at the time. You think I'm gonna go to any other Kroger? I'm yeah. coming into this Kroger. <laughs> like I said, yeah. I, as long as I got two legs, two feet, and I can still walk up in here, <laughs> I'm walking up in here. Yeah, yeah. So I got banned from Kroger on 71st in Georgetown. This, this is a long time ago. So now, to someone that lives in a mansion, are you typically prone to road rage, or was oh, that a, what was that what? A isolated? Incident? Do Crips walk? Yeah, I'm prone to road rage. Man, what? Oh my gosh! And like. I'll be talking like my old lady. She she tells me like, as you got to calm down. My mama tells me I got to calm down because my road rage is off the chain. And it's like I'm in I'm in therapy and I even talk to my therapist about it because I'm trying to do a better job of like controlling it before it gets too far. Because I'm always like, oh, dang, I felt bad about that. Mm. It was one day and this was in L.A. This was probably just like six months ago. I burned a half a tank of gas, drove 30 miles outside of the way that I needed to go to follow this man because <laughs> he, <laughs> he needed tra- to be told. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He, 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 he started it though. See, that's, I'm not the, I am the reaction, <laughs> never the proaction. You know what I'm saying? I am reactive for sure. And he swerved intentionally to try to hit me. Oh, why you do that? You didn't, you didn't, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. poked a bear. You can't do that. And so, yeah, I did burn about a half a tank of gas. Did you catch up with him? Oh, yes. Oh, we played and this whole game. What happened? Oh, I tried to break check him. I probably shouldn't be saying this on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I probably should not be saying all of this. It got to the point. He was like, what do you want from me? Like, you started this. You started this. Like, you came into my house. Right. right. My mansion. Don't start this and then get it out. Hell no. You 
kid don't step in the kitchen. <laughs> this yeah. is where I live. You brought yeah, that into my ex- home. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, Asia, this is a uh, this is actually a brunch podcast. Okay, brunch. And, and yeah. Typically, what we do in a normal circumstances is uh, Zach and I cook a big brunch for the guests. We all eat together, then we come down here and talk about it. But um, Thad and I were both out of town doing stand up this week. I was in Dayton, okay. he was in Louisville. So uh, when that happens, we do an away game and we go check out a brunch restaurant. Oh, okay. We all eat together, and um, the we checked out a new place today. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was super oh. fun. Uh-huh. Uh, Tupelo Honey. Tupelo. Honey. Uh, it's a yes. new restaurant downtown, uh, right in the heart of downtown, and it's first week. It was the first weekend they were open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, they wow. said Tuesday is their actual opening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh wow! So How was it? It was awesome. really good. It was. Okay. It was really. It was a cool atmosphere. It's mm-hmm. very light and bright. I matched. Uh, I basically matched. <laughs> it was very oh, no. light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. greenery, Courtney. yellow, bright. Yeah. You got a coordinate. Heather's period. breakfast colored. Yes. <laughs> yes. And here for the outfits. I think this started like in Nashville. They, I don't know. They said they had multiple locations. Um, yeah. They oh. said like 10 locations. Yeah. Yeah. At least that, that guy had opened 10. Oh, yeah. We kind of asked him about how it's been going this time. He said what's one of the smoothest openings. The and staff yeah. was so fantastic. Oh, I feel like every so time good. I turned around, somebody was there refilling something, asking me how we were doing. Like it, it was, it was Taking a great, plates, because like, there. let's be honest, after so COVID, the, yeah. the, the, the service dip, there was a service dip. No, there sure. still is a lot, because I get yeah. it. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, People absolutely. call bullshit. I'm yeah. like, I'm done. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is fair, but it's also like, oh, I love hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, good yeah. hospitality. Make me feel warm and cozy. I remember, yeah. well, I remember, and this is a total derailment, but I remember I went out with uh, this comedian Zane Zadie when I was down in Atlanta. Oh, okay. And uh, we went to a, a brunch place that was it was a little pricey it was a little pricey I will say this it was more pricey than Zane felt comfortable with <laughs> okay and uh, we we ordered some small plates to eat and like I was asking I think I asked for like uh, I was like oh do you guys have uh, like any like cold brew coffee and you would have thought I asked for a moon rock or something <laughs> Like, not only did they not have it, they never even heard of it. Like, this lady was like, she was like, we have coffee. Uh, I can put some ice cubes in it. Like, yeah, it was right. like, oh, okay. Oh, no. And then there was these two women that got some wine glasses and they had like water spots all over them. Oh, no. And they were just like, you know, oh, excuse me, can we maybe get, you know, get some clean water glasses? Right. And uh, it was a whole thing. But anyway, really? no problems like that. None, none whatsoever. The I don't opposite. Know the opposite. Why you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've said that, I'm going to tell you that our experience was nothing like okay. that. So, okay, I just wanted to map out what a bad experience is like, okay. so I could tell you what the exact opposite of a wonderful experience I had today. What a refreshing experience mm, I had yes. at Tupelo Honey. Uh, Heather, what'd you have? For breakfast, I had the chicken and waffles. Okay, and, and I also had a bee's knees kind of gin drink that 100 percent match my t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yes. oh yes. I mean, the magic, magic <laughs> Instagram moment. Um, no, but yeah, it was it was really really good. I was like jam packed with flavor, and it wasn't as heavy as I thought. Like I did, mm, I, yeah. I still don't feel like I wasn't that like. Oh, I feel amazing, but I want to like coma it out now because it was like it was really flavorful, and the chicken had like a nice crunch, and the waffle yeah. was like sweet, but also like light and fluffy. Yeah. Um, and so it was just really yummy. Okay, yeah. is this one of y'all cousins' uh, restaurant that y'all promoting? Because y'all doing a hell of a job. <laughs> <laughs> it was just good. Okay. Really good. What'd yeah. you get, Gwen? I had the debris uh, eggs Benedict. So debris is that um, roast beef, like the little. 
the little chip stuff that gets left behind after oh. they slice roast beef. And yeah. it's a kind of New Orleans thing. And they usually make like a po' boy out of it or something. Um, but this was on like an Eggs Benedict and it was outstanding. Had like a little uh, green tomato relish. Mm, so okay. Yeah. Sauce Boss, how about you? I got the uh, Freedom Fried uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chicken Hollandaise. Uh, it was like a biscuit with the chicken and then the, the poached egg. I, I'm not okay. sure what made it Freedom Fried. Uh, or Freedom Fresh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was Freedom Sun. It was Forever Free. Forever Free. All of the meat, You're all right. the chicken was listed as Forever Free. And I'm yeah. wondering if this is a brand name. Forever okay. okay. Yeah. But no, it was very good. It was very good. And then uh, we had the the uh, the tomatoes, the fried green tomatoes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Those were good. A lot Love of fried things. green tomatoes. So they're good. Yes. I had the scrimp and grits. Okay. Um, and, so you know, I, I have discerning taste when it comes to shrimp and grits, and uh, I thought they really knocked it out. They did. Uh, I went, and I'll talk about another place that we went to, but I went to another place in Dayton that will not be named, and uh, Dwight Simmons got the shrimp and grits, a little too much sauce, a little mm. too much sauce. There's a perfect what? sauce yeah. to grits ratio if you're doing shrimp and grits that you yes. can oversauce. I like, that was not a problem today. It was the perfect amount of sauce. I like my grits to kind of stand up a little bit. I don't like mm. them to be uh-huh. like real soupy. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what? I, I, what's up with not name dropping? What do you mean? We don't name drop. Is our, okay. Oh, I just, just keep it I just like to put the positive yeah. stuff that's, out okay, there. That's, you know? that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I like that's, to promote the things that I like and, and not talk about the things I don't like. Ooh, you know But what? if you want to bag on someone, you that's go ahead. Poetic. That's really. <laughs> see, that's why I'm in therapy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm learning stuff like that because I'm like, no, I want to talk about everybody. We just talk about it things. when the mics are not. Exactly. No. <laughs> and it, or, you know what I'm saying? What rhymes with. I, it was a comedian who just made a status. Uh, on Facebook about he worked with a particular comedian and he didn't say the name and I was mm. like I want to know who yeah, he is oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I said I say what their names rhyme with was <laughs> <laughs> PK Merklin <laughs> you know what I'm I need to know what does the name rhyme with yeah cause uh, I want to know but Mewy PJ <laughs> <laughs> when you're uh, when you're out now when, you, when you've been as you've been out in LA excuse me uh, what has been either your favorite show, the best favorite comic that you got to work with, or just the best experience that you've had comedy wise out there? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, one of the best uh, experiences uh, performing at Chocolate Sundays because Chocolate Sundays is a very popping show in LA at the Laugh Factory. So getting to do my first impression spot there. And then, of course, getting called back yeah. you know, yes. for the graduation spot. Uh, so that was dope because the crowd was nice. That crowd was loose. Um, I did my thing. And, you know, you don't get a lot of a lot of time during the first yeah. impression spot. So you really got to make it count. Uh, and that was just last month, uh, month before last in February. So I really enjoyed that. Uh I work with a lot of the local people there. So I haven't like besides like doing shows uh I mean, I performed at Crack 'em Ups. That's another popping spot at the comedy store. Um, I can't remember who's all on the who's all on the line. What was that? <laughs> what was that like for you to to actually work at the comedy store? How'd that feel? Oh, it was great. It was great because uh, Crack 'em Up Thursdays they have a 
a very big audience as well. Like uh, uh, every single Thursday is popping. Yeah. And you know, like Thursdays can be hit and miss, never a miss. Like yes. at least every time that I've gone, it's never been a miss. So I enjoy uh, Crack 'em Ups. And actually that house at PK Merklin, uh, I performed with him on the show uh, at the Laugh Factory. Like he was on the lineup as well. So that was, that was dope. Um, and I'm trying to, I will honestly say the best experience though, just being in LA is the amount of support that I get. Cause, yeah. um, a lot of the comedians and I, I love Indianapolis. I do like I'm born and raised here. So like, this is literally all I know outside of the four years that I've been in LA. And one thing that I know about Indianapolis, like you have to be somebody for like, to get the true, mm-hmm. true support. Like mm-hmm. either if you're not already somebody, people have to think you're going to be somebody to get like, yeah. That type of bandwagon type of support. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're in L.A. If you just funny, people want to be your friend because you're funny. Mm. You know what I'm saying? People want to be around you because you're funny. Because everybody and their mama's doing comedy in L.A. Everybody mm. wants to be some form of entertainment in L.A. Yeah. But there's a lot of shitty people. You know, there's a lot of people who are not good at it. Or at least not good yet. Mm-hmm. And so people want to be around you and they appreciate it when you're actually funny. So like I can tell a difference in the support in LA than the support in Indianapolis. Uh, <clears throat> I will say LA has uh, increased my support for Indianapolis. Cause people think, you know, they hear yeah. Hollywood, yeah. they hear LA. She's out there doing it. Right. Yeah. And they not even knowing what's really going on in LA. And I'm the one, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna let you know all the ins and outs, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Uh, You're like, they just let anyone move there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. You, everybody, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, that's what I would say. The biggest experience that I've gotten out is like the support. Uh, in LA and that's what I love the most like I've met a lot of people because I host a weekly open mic there and it gives me an opportunity to just meet a lot of different comedians good mm, bad yeah. some who, yeah. people you can see though like those this person's gonna kill yeah. if they just keep coming just keep mm-hmm. coming then you got the people who like okay I see you wanted to try comedy and mm. that's cool yeah. you know yeah but like bucket list thing or exactly yeah New Year's resolution yeah. type of deal. Yeah. See, and it, it doesn't bother me when people do that. Like, I feel like some comics get like offended when somebody no. wants to do that. And I'm just like, There's space Why? for everybody. Right. What would you give from a, a piece of advice to like Indianapolis community? How, how could we be more supportive, like LA style? Do you know what uh, I mean? Like, if even, there was like a, the fr- like, things you've learned. Because everything costs in LA. So like just simple stuff like sharing a post, liking a post, commenting on a post. Like that's all free stuff. Like yeah. that's that's the easiest way to support. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy to get caught into the whole well, I only support because, you know, and I've I'm I've fallen victim to that where like I only share people's stuff who I know will who have supported me or, you know what I'm saying, who's it's been reciprocated. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to do better. <laughs> I'm trying it's to the be better. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, the therapy's making me soft. It's really, it's really oh, gotta get Millie Gooey to get it all out. Yeah, it's really making me soft. Like I, I, I actually missed therapy for this today. Oh. So oh. If, if I backslide, it's because yeah, this is this yeah. is literally the opposite of therapy. This would be because of y'all, but. Um, I would say just something as simple as that, like sharing a uh, sharing a post like mm-hmm. that or like I'm really on this because um, like a couple of years ago, I wanted to focus on like increasing my TikTok and getting up there with followers on TikTok because that was so big. 
this year I'm focusing on YouTube. Like I want to get my YouTube channel up and subscribing. Like it's mm-hmm. for all these other platforms that charge for subscriptions. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon. All these other are uh, paywall subscription based platforms. YouTube is free. You know what I'm saying? If you mm-hmm. <laughs> subscribe to my channel and never watch a video, at least I got the subscription. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I, stuff like that, minor stuff like that. Now I will say, if somebody posts something like that and I two seconds to go to your page and subscribe, I'll subscribe. I might not ever watch a video again, but I subscribe. If it comes mm-hmm. on my <laughs> on my channel, like on the homepage of my channel, of course I'll give it a click. Sometimes I watch people's stuff and just let it play. Like I didn't even listen to it, but <laughs> I let it play. I'll give you that data. I'll give you that data. Hopefully you didn't say anything crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I would regret, you know, but absolutely. I wouldn't know if you did. Exactly. You're hurting like a white supremacist rant. Keep doing you, baby. Keep doing you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, because like, the data. I mean, that's kind of the PR, right? And that's like I'm, a lot of the, this community does value that. Like, how how many viewers do you have? Yes. How many like that? And that we can easily bolster, bolster ourselves exactly. like that, and yeah. then start getting some more attention on the ways that catch attention here. Exactly. Period. That's so, exactly who it. follows you on Instagram? Yes. Uh, so y'all have, if y'all haven't followed me again, is A L L D I S B O D Y. She practiced what she. Exactly. I like it. You don't yeah. even have to watch it. You, you just do. have to subscribe. Half the shit that I post is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a like anyway. Yeah, you please. should watch it. It's really funny. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. I, I appreciate that. I had somebody tell me recently, um, it was a I did a show in Santa Barbara and the guy who was on the show with me needed a ride. So he uh excuse me, rode in the vanchin with me to Santa Barbara. And he was like, you know, you're a lot like your social media. You should be like, well, I play her on the social yeah. media. <laughs> you know? It's kind of a method acting yeah. situation. Exactly. Yeah. I really get into her mind and vibe. Exactly. I took it as a compliment because I'm like, no, yeah, totally. you can't. Because, you know, a lot of people fake the phone call on social media, not oh, me. Uh-huh. And when I do make it, when I do make it. I'm not gatekeeping shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm spilling the tea. I'm telling all the secrets. I'm telling everything because I hate that it took, you know, it takes so much to work hard to get to a certain thing. And it's like, yeah. you could have told me how to do this a decade ago. Yeah. I could have been made it if you wouldn't. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah I'm it's not almost a, okay. Like it's okay to leave the door open for the person behind you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who that? She's like, step number one exactly. after I made it, master class. <laughs> I'm t- telling the, everyone and the master class gonna be on YouTube like I'm gonna yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. give I'm gonna get free game it's free mm-hmm. game we uh, so I I, I want to ask you a question because yeah. uh, I actually want to ask both of you a question because it's a comedy related but um, so I just did a weekend in Dayton and it was great everything was wonderful but I I can only remember the criticisms I can never remember the compliments mm. so like in between the two shows there was this uh, older lady who. I thought maybe had a, a mobility issue. I wasn't quite <laughs> sure if she was drunk or possibly disabled. Um, so I was just kind of letting her, but she kept getting closer and closer to me until she was like in my, my bubble, you know, Ooh. she was in my, and I was like, kind of looked up at her like, 
we all right what's going on here and she was like i'm having some trouble walking i was like okay and then she put her hand on me to steady herself and i was like is she gonna fall like what's you know so i was like hey be careful and she kind of like walked down the merch table a little bit and then she looks back at me and she goes you really want to be a (laughs) stand-up and and then asked me how long i was doing it for then she goes well Keep at it. <laughs> Boy, what's the wildest thing someone said to you after a show? Uh, well, when I first started doing comedy, like, uh, so I did my first open mic in 2011 and, um, I had no material. Um, I just riffed and like, that's kind of my lane. I'm more of a riffer mm-hmm. type of comedian yeah. uh, as opposed to a writer and I had riffed and like a lot of my material is about being plus size because I've been plus size my whole life. So she was like, you don't have to do jokes about being big. And I, ooh, that that had hit me a little mm. bit because I didn't like, um, I had only watched that tape. Like I had recorded it and I had only watched it once and I could see where she was saying like most of the set. But again, I had no material. So I'm only going off of what I know I can talk about outside yeah. of the different things that had happened in the room. It was probably only like five minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, that stayed with me and I've had two people in my whole career mention something like that. So like now I try to make sure that I keep a variety of things, you know, like, uh, talk about different things, but I'm, I'm, I'm forever going to talk about, I'm all this body. Like I'm going yeah. to forever talk about being plus size. Cause I've literally been plus size my entire life and other comedians do it. You know, you got short comedians who talk about being short. You got mixed comedians talk about being mixed. You got, uh, you know, <laughs> sounds <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it just happens, you know, it, it, cause you talk about what you know, you talk about your experiences. Yeah. So like, unless you're like a, uh, like a prop comedy type of comedian and you just yeah. do different, you know, tricks or whatever. Like you're going to talk about what's real enough. Yeah. A real it, yeah. for you. Exactly. Yeah. So that's probably the craziest thing. I mean, my mom thinks I cuss too much, but <laughs> fuck that. You know? <laughs> what much. about, what about you, Glenn? Uh, Have any men given you any pointers <laughs> in comedy? <laughs> No, because I look like I would punch them. <laughs> okay. um, no, uh, uh, I, I've had some people comment on that too, and I think I think it's like because they're uncomfortable with fatness, right? And it's like I'm, I I love my body, I, right? Like, why would I want there to be less of it? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I did have a lady come up to me after a show, and um, she was like, "Hey, I got a tip for you." Mm. Um, and she <laughs> shows me a picture of her husband's dick. Oh wow! What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was trying to make y'all th- a unicorn. She wanted you to be a unicorn. I guess. For I don't, sure. She wasn't. He wasn't even there. Oh. Oh. She. Was How was the dick? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, ten out of ten. No notes. <laughs> That's not the point. Like I was at my, I was selling merch after the uh, show, yeah, and I thought, yeah. oh, she's yeah. gonna come up and either give me like a tag for one of my jokes, or mm. even better, money. Yeah, <laughs> like right. you do when you say you're going to give someone a tip. Right. Mm. Um, but instead, showed me a, a tip. Yeah, it probably wasn't yeah. her husband. It's probably just a dick on the internet. She loves no. to look at. <laughs> her friend was there with her, and she's like, "It's really his dick." He sends her pictures all the time, and she shows them to me too. Like, this, <laughs> oh my god, there's some sort of secret society. 
They were just like, you, we love you. We want to indoctrinate you into our secret society. I'm you looking at our princess's dick. This penis. You're going to be a third for sure. <laughs> I kind of went through a bit of the ringer on some of it with the wedding business. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. What did they have to say oh, to you? Oh, man. There was some. Well, I found that it was, um, it took me a minute to realize there was kind of a bait and switch of emotional pull. Mm. For the first couple, like uh, some of them, they would like give this big display of an email um, because they wanted some changes mm. and like they found like maybe one or two mistakes that I had made or something. And then it was like a, oh my God, do you even care about your art and craftsmanship? This is my daughter's wedding and we can't redo this ever. And you know, are you even a caring human being? Ooh, yeah, I got some of those. And then I did. And then I will have to say, then I was, I mean, the first couple of times I was like 25 and I'm like, you know, like How go in that moment. Yeah. And then I like, was like, oh my gosh, I will do like whatever it takes. And then basically the email back was like, Kate thinks it'd be fantastic. And I was like, Oh, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only, I got it was a good learning. Like later down the road, I'm like, Oh, just, oh, I see how this game is. <laughs> I, oh, well, I will be prepared next time. And I really learned how to manage. That was the year of managing expectations. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I work, I, I used to cater for weddings and I, I, yeah. I, I <laughs> Currently, still work at a at a wedding venue as a bartender. Which and, one? Uh, it, we don't have to say yeah. the name. Nobody can say Rhymes. We only say good things about businesses. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, but but uh, yeah, no. There's this thing of just like the the tension that goes into like be, behind the scenes of weddings. Before I can only I imagine. Mm. I've only catered like four or five weddings, and I, I never want to do it All again. Right. I shot about two hundred. We ran oh, teams. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were like a lot of the Scottish right, a lot of the like. I did have kind of a sweet spot where like our flavor. We were like unique heart productions. Our specialty is capturing the uniqueness of you, and so that did really keep out some of the like real psycho bitches mm. that were like no no no, no I don't want to show the reality of me because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. reality is so like I was pretty lucky that oh, I actually cool. had like a lot of real good folks but the first couple starting years like yeah. you know especially when you're in that zone of um, part of the price is I'm learning yeah mm. that can attract people who like can see a good value or yeah. who want to exploit. Uh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like they're definitely I had a, I had one of my first like corporate like I had um, family was they like sat me down and were like you don't know anything about marketing these are terrible like I, I got to the point where I said if you don't actually offer me up something productive, I am I'm going to walk away. Oh, like I'm going to leave yeah. this table. Like this is a little ridiculous. Like yeah. yeah so I think it can kind of attract sometimes yeah. that both or or what? dick pics. Or <laughs> dick pics. <laughs> it it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the in the first half about artist pay too. About yeah. how we, we kind of get put through the ringer. As oh yeah. Oh, just what? the whole culture <laughs> of it. Yeah. yeah. L A is terrible. Oh L A wow. humbled me. Oh my god. Because you have more. to pay to be on a open mics yeah in LA, open right? mics you pay five dollars uh, five minutes oh they'll give you a deal eight dollars ten minutes uh but yes there are a handful of open mics and there are actually some really good ones that don't charge but they're like later in the evening like mm -hmm. really late midnight and so forth but um like everything is charged in LA like everything mm -hmm. costs and then as far as with like getting on gigs um if you do get paid if you do get paid a lot of it is lunch money 
okay. you know, yeah. what I'm saying? gas yeah. money. Yeah. It, it, not even gas money in LA because gas mm. is high. So like, it's really like lunch money. Like mm-hmm. you said, somebody mentioned Chipotle. Or, oh, I, I read a status on. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody mentioned Chipotle. No, nobody mentioned Chipotle. It's obviously in the back of your head it's for a reason. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, everything charges in LA, and until you get to like a certain point where like I've had shows in LA where I got paid more than your standard $25, $40 and stuff like that. But they're they're hard to come yeah, by. And they're gen- far between. Yeah, and they're generally like private stuff. You know, it's yeah. not like uh not something that you can count on like once a month or Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's tough. And like I said, um LA humbled me because when uh, a comedian had told me, oh, you're not going to get paid in L.A. And I'm like, you're not going to get paid in L.A. <laughs> watch this and uh, watch that I didn't get paid like that in L.A. And just um, but just trusting the process because it did increase my grind. Like I mm. get out here and grind. Uh-huh. But yeah. I think about it all the time. Like, I'm still glad that I started in Indianapolis because I know I can get paid. Because if mm-hmm. you start in L.A., you'll have this mindset mm. that I won't get paid yeah. or that yeah. I should be expected or appreciative of something so less when what you really bring is value. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. And so I've, I feel like I've gotten to a sweet spot now where I can comfortably ask certain rooms for certain you know what the budget is what the money is because also some of the shows and it's easy to gauge you know just as a comedian if you produce shows that oh they're not making any money so I know I'm not going to get paid or this type this is a a type of event like this this is a fundraiser event I'm not going to ask for money at Mm -hmm. something like that or where I know like I did a show for like dogs or something like that and all the money was being sent to the dog shelter or whatever Mm -hmm. like I'm not going to ask for money from that but if you are charging twenty five thirty dollars for people to come in and, and there's a hundred people in the room right. like yeah. do the math y'all. exactly yes. i'm you're gonna break me off something off. Oh, i'm yeah. gonna be real too Nonprofits. there's yeah. there's a wide range of some that like are more grassroots who like really don't necessarily have the allocation for that then there are some that there is so much money right, in nonprofits. Right, right. oh yeah just because they clear that line at the end of the year right. doesn't mean they don't got money throughout it to that's spend. A fact. so i mm. think some of that like that's again i told you a big mouth bass every time like mm. it's kind of switching up that culture Yes. too of like I'm like man I want to I want like lawyer culture <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah where it's yes. like billable hours you talk to me for 15 minutes you're getting an invoice right exactly <laughs> to me that's like the gold standard exactly. of like yeah. you know uh, yeah Available yeah. hours. Well, then there's a, you're going to Atlanta. There's a terrific comedy scene there. I yes. think you're going to find a ton of support. I uh, think so too. Cause um, the difference between when I got to LA, when I, when I go to Atlanta is I didn't have anybody in the comedy scene. So like everybody, every friendship that I have or relationship that I've had, I made it organically and I, you know, from scratch, like it's from the beginning, just out here yeah. grinding or whatever, as opposed to like, I got people now in, L- in Atlanta mm-hmm. who are, you know, hitting the scene and mm-hmm. I got connections now. So yep. it's going to feel good to already have like a bit of a foundation mm-hmm. started yeah. already. So Put yourself good. in intentionally. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I know, exactly. I know you're going to kill in Atlanta. I think if anything, I feel like, you know, like when baseball players work out with like the weight on their bats, mm-hmm. that was LA. And I feel like you're going to go to Atlanta and you're yeah. just going to hit it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I like yeah. That's the one and only sports metaphor I'll ever do on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> We're on the other side of it now. Uh, can you drop a beat for me, Zach? Uh, okay. Gwen and Heather, thank you so much. Let's thank get you. Let's get those good plugs out one more time for Middle Ground. 
Yeah, so Middle Ground Comedy Festival uh, taking place April 27th through the 30th at Black Circle Brewing. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Um, we want to thank the sponsors for that. Half Leader and Big Lug, uh, Porch Marketing, uh, Screen Broidery, Worms Are Legal, uh, Robert's Camera, Culinary Crossroads, Hope Plumbing. So many awesome folks helping us out and we are incredibly grateful for it. Couldn't do it without you. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Asia Chardonnay, one more time, where can people find everything you're doing online? On all social media platforms, everything, it, but especially YouTube. Uh, check out my YouTube channel. It is All This Body, A L L D I S B O D Y. You'll get a bunch of random clips, but I'm van life stuff, uh, stand up clips, uh, random rants about whatever. You know, all, it's, a, it's a smorgasbord of us. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sometimes talking trash about like a podcast host who didn't let you in the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, that, that is going on the podcast. <laughs> I, did, I did give a brief update, like, okay, he called me back, y'all. So I, yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do too bad, but uh, yes, please, if y'all can uh, follow me on social media, all this body, and I love this. That, I, I yeah. appreciate you inviting me to this. I really do. Uh, we got Sauce Boss Zach. You find me on all social media at Zach Zach underscore Rome. Period. Uh, we are doing a pop-up at the end of the month at Goose the Market. We're going to be doing a collaboration with Goose the Market. Our friends at Milkman's Daughter are going to be doing some wonderful cocktails. And uh, Zach and I are going to be using and showcasing a lot of the Smoking Goose product in all of our dishes. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a great time. I'm very excited. You can come. You don't need a ticket or anything. You just come. You can buy whatever you want. Everything's piecemeal. You can shop in the store. You can have a cocktail. We're going to have some uh, some fun stuff going on. So please check that out. Also check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch. Um, if you'd like to support us and um, go to Middle Ground Comedy Festival. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.